welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. The first time I questioned the meaning of communion was as a child. In the church I grew up in, the body was passed around in little cubes on very impressive brass plates. We all sat in the pews as the host came to us. The blood was passed around in equally impressive brass containers that had little clear plastic thimbles in them, full of wine. It was grape juice. As a child, especially a small child, I always looked forward to this part of the church service because it was always getting close to noon, and I was hungry. The little dice-sized cube of bread did very little to satisfy my hunger, nor did the thimble of wine, grape juice, slake my thirst, but it tasted wonderful. One time, I guess to make it authentic, or because the bread slicer was broken, they passed around a carefully broken loaf of bread to the the entire congregation. So one half to one side, one half to the other. And everybody carefully took a little piece off of the loaf of bread. Everybody except me. My five-year-old hand quickly reached up, grasped one side of the bread with my left hand, and tore out a baseball-sized chunk with my other hand. My mother was mortified. But I was happy. This was better than any communion I'd ever had. Finally, one day... As I anticipated the passing of the barely bigger-than-crumbs bread, 
I don't remember our church ever doing the whole loaf communion again. I don't know why. I remember actually listening to the words being spoken by the minister as I took my bread because I had to wait for those words to get to eat it. So as I waited, I listened to the words. This is my flesh. I looked at the bread. I looked up at my mother. And I said, what are we doing here? My mother, horrified once again that I hadn't just quietly eaten my bread at do this in remembrance of me, whispered back, just eat it and think of Jesus. Little did I realize that five-year-old me wasn't alone. People tended to take Jesus literally, or rather physically, biologically. When when he attempted to use a metaphor to make what he was saying more easily understood. And so the learned of the Jewish authorities asked, how can this man give us flesh to eat? Jesus replies, Truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, the second time around, the Greek text has a different word, trogon, which we've still translated into English when we read our Bibles as eat. So he says, eat of my flesh. Then again, he says, eat of my flesh. The first time, he actually said, dine on my flesh, eat of my flesh, sup on my flesh, in a polite sort of way, like you'd have dinner with forks and and utensils and, and napkins. The second time, he said trogon, which means to chew, to munch, to feed like an animal at a trough, or like a hungry child. When I was a kid, I often came to the dinner table just famished. Those of you that have kids have seen how kids eat. How many times do you remember as a child an adult looking down at you and saying, take human bites, don't eat like an animal? Have you ever thrown a box of pizza into a room full of teenagers? Gone like that. Over and over again, very much like five-year-old me, or even the most learned religious authorities of Jesus' time, we misunderstand the metaphors of Jesus. We try to shrink them down. We try to fit them into this brief moment of eternity that is our entire lives. Jesus is talking about more than just physical or biological life. He's talking about a life that is beyond words, indescribable. But we know it when we taste it. We get a taste of it when we love so deeply and profoundly that everything about us dies, passes away, and somehow we're more fully alive than ever before. Sometimes everything seems to fit together perfectly and all is right with the world. Not because we got our way, but because we knew ourselves 
to be a part of something larger, more beautiful, and more holy than anything we could have done ourselves. We were tasting life. There are moments when time stands still, and we wish the moment would never end. Moments like your mother reaching down to take your hand at church, leaning into your ear and saying, Stop that! In that moment, we're in the flow. We're in the unity of life. And the taste is wonderful. Most of us spend a fair amount of time, energy, and even prayer trying to create and possess the life we want. In America, we don't just have the luxury of eating often, but eating well. In spite of our best efforts, sometimes we live less than fully alive. Sometimes the outside and inside of who we are don't match up. I can't count the number of times as an adult that I have repeated that question out loud. What are we doing here? What am I doing with my life? We wonder if this is all there will ever be. Is this as good as it gets? We lament at what has become of us and our life. Nothing seems to satisfy. We despair at what is and what we think will be. Despite family and friends, we find no place in which we really belong. The worst hunger in our lives pales in comparison to the starvation of the spirit. Jesus offers us life and the means to the eternal for which we most deeply hunger. We cannot work for the eternal life we want. We cannot earn it. We eat the life that we want. Wherever human hunger and the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ meet, there is life. In eating and drinking of Christ's flesh and blood, He lives in us, and we live in him. We consume the flesh, his life, and the blood of his word that might consume and change ours. We eat and digest his life, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his body, and his blood, his word. His way of being and seeing, his compassion, his presence, and his relationship with the Father. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. We eat and drink our way to life. But we can't nourish our bodies with a nibble of bread and a sip of wine once a week. So we certainly can't, we certainly can't nourish our spirits the same way. So leave nothing behind. Push nothing to the side. Grab a big baseball-sized chunk. Or as my mom would have said, clean your plate. Um, would you please... 
We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.